It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Let's go ahead and put Earth and all of our issues here to the side for a few minutes and focus on a place far, far away. Joining me now is Morgan McFall Johnson, science and space reporter for Insider, to talk about Mars and NASA's Perseverance Mars rover, which touched down on the red planet yesterday in an exciting moment for this country. Morgan, thanks so much for taking a few minutes to go in depth on this historic mission. So what's the backstory on how this project came about? Yeah, so thanks for having me. Um, the Perseverance mission has kind of been in the works for about a decade now. That's how long some of the scientists and engineers have been working on this. Um, it's part of a larger effort that NASA is uh, hearing out to look for signs of alien life, uh, signs of habitable environments, places that might have been inhabited by alien life in the distant past. Um, and Mars is obviously one of the easier places to land a rover uh, in our solar system, although it's certainly not completely easy. Um, but yes, yeah, so this has been going on for about a decade. And the rover launched last July, and it traveled 300 million miles to get to Mars, and it just landed yesterday. So it's very exciting. Now, obviously, one of the goals here is to learn more about Mars, but is a big part of this also to continue to try to figure out ways to get humans to Mars? Yeah, so one of the um, main goals is of the Perseverance mission is to kind of start paving the way for human exploration on Mars. And a big part of that was the landing. Um, the rover has this new terrain relative navigation system where it kind of, as it's descending towards the surface of Mars, it's surveying the landscape below it and comparing what it sees to a map of the terrain that it has on board. And so the rover calculated its own landing spot and directed itself to the landing spot, which is pretty new. Um, and so that's kind of a technology that NASA is hoping to use for future astronaut missions to Mars. The area where the rover landed, I guess that site was chosen for a reason. Tell us about the significance of that crater. Absolutely. Jezero Crater is a very scientifically exciting place for a rover to land. Um, and it's a very dangerous place for a rover to land because it's a really rocky crater. It's got big 200-foot cliffs cutting right through the landing site that Perseverance chose. Um, and there's sand dunes everywhere, so it wasn't really technologically feasible to land here for a while for the last few uh, rover missions. But you know, now NASA can do it, and it used to be a lake bed. There used to be a lake filling this crater 3.5 billion years ago, um, and there was a river coming in. And Perseverance landed right next to the River Delta. The river was dumping mud and clay and all these minerals into the lake, leaving sediments everywhere. And those sediments could have trapped microbial alien life if there was microbes living in that lake at that time. So Perseverance might be able to find little fossils where those microbes would be caught in the sediments. So that's the really exciting thing about Jezero Crater. There's also a lot of geology going on there because there's so many layers um, of the Martian crust exposed in this crater. 
I'm joined by Morgan McFall-Johnson, science and space reporter for Insider. We're talking about NASA's Perseverance rover currently on Mars. Going back to the part of this mission that's aimed at figuring out a way to get humans to Mars, I read that there are some instruments on the rover that are specifically for that. What do you know about those instruments? Yeah, so one of the really interesting instruments is this experimental uh, oxygen-creating box called MOXIE. Um, and it is supposed to be able to take carbon dioxide out of the Martian atmosphere and turn it into oxygen, which is going to be really important if we're going to send astronauts to Mars. Mm. The atmosphere there is really thin. Obviously, you know, you can't just take your helmet off and breathe in right. Mars air. Um, so astronauts will need oxygen to breathe and also to fuel rockets if they're going to come back, right? You have to launch back from the surface of Mars in order to get back to Earth. So oxygen is not something that's easy to carry on a rocket. It can be pretty heavy because you need a lot of it. So it's not likely that astronauts will be able to carry oxygen with them to Mars enough for them to survive there and then launch back to Earth. So MOXIE is kind of the first step uh, in being able to produce our own oxygen on Mars, which is really exciting. Um, being able to produce your own resources at the place where you're exploring in space is going to be a big part of expanding human presence throughout the solar system. So this mission is really important on a few levels from learning new things about the planet to one day getting to the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the rover also has, they're calling it like a weather station on board. It's an instrument that's just going to be monitoring the atmosphere and the weather conditions. That's important for learning about the planet in general, being able to send humans there safely. Um, it's also going to be gathering a lot of data about geology, the different types of rock and soil that we're seeing in this area. Um, and hopefully collecting samples that a future mission will bring back to Earth. So this could be the first time that anybody has been able to bring a sample of Martian rock or soil from Mars back to Earth. So that's a big part of Perseverance's mission is to collect about 40 different samples. Um, hopefully, if there is has been life at Jezero Crater, some of those samples will include fossils of that life. Uh, and a future mission will be able to return those samples in the 2030s. Following up on the hunt for alien life, or more likely past evidence of it, what is it that NASA thinks they'll find? I mean, people hear that and wonder if a Martian is going to pop up in front of Perseverance's camera. That That's probably not going to happen. Yeah, so the rover is probably not going to come across a Martian or like a little animal running around. That's not really um, something that scientists think is plausible on Mars right now because that atmosphere is so thin. There's not really liquid water going on at the surface there. So uh, what Perseverance might find is layers of rock where the sediments that this river dumped there so long ago may have trapped um, communities of microbes. And it creates like a little fossil um, that you can detect if you're analyzing the chemical composition and the mineral composition of the rock. So that would be the really big finding. This fossil would be called a stromatolite. We found them on Earth from about 3.5 billion years ago from ancient lake beds, which is exactly what Perseverance is looking at on Mars. Uh, so that's what you would be finding if you were to find evidence of past alien life. And that would be a really big deal. We've never found anything like that. So, you know, that would completely change everything about how we understand uh, the evolution of life in the universe what might be out there, how many other planets might host life. There would be so much to come out of that discovery. 
Will NASA be able to make that discovery in real time, or is that something that would have to wait until hopefully these samples make their way back to Earth? Yeah, that would be something that um, we would need to have scientists analyzing in laboratories on Earth in order to confirm it. Um, I think NASA scientists might have an idea of what they have in the samples that they collect with Perseverance, um, while Perseverance is still collecting them on Mars, but we won't be able to really know what's in there uh, until we can get at it with the really sophisticated laboratory instruments that scientists on Earth have. I'm joined by Morgan McFall-Johnson, science and space reporter for Insider, talking about NASA's Perseverance rover currently on Mars. Now, we're not the only ones focused on Mars at the moment. The United Arab Emirates, they're exploring the planet along with China. What's going on with their missions? Yeah, so all three of those missions, NASA's and the United Arab Emirates and China's, um, they all launched at the same time last year in July, and they're all arriving at the same time this year. They're taking advantage of this window when Mars is passing close to Earth. Um, and the UAH, the UAE mission is pretty exciting. That's the first Mars mission from the Arab world, uh, and it's an orbiter that inserted itself into the planet's orbit this month, uh, a couple weeks ago, and it's going to kind of create a comprehensive map of Mars' climate across the whole globe over an entire Martian year, which is something we don't have. Um, so that could be very useful for understanding how the climate works, how weather events happen on Mars, and what that looks like in the changing season. So that would also be useful information for future exploration. China is doing something very ambitious with its first Mars mission to reach the planet. Uh, it has an orbiter and a lander and a rover. So the orbiter is in Mars orbit right now, and the lander and rover are set to land in a couple months, I believe in May. And once they do, you know, the rover is going to be looking around for signs of water ice in the surface of Mars beneath the crust, um, possibly even pockets of liquid water deep beneath the crust. So knowing where water is on Mars is really important for future human exploration as well. It sounds like all three missions are aimed at discovering different things about Mars. Was it set up that way on purpose, or is that more coincidental? No, not particularly coordinated. They just happen to be, you know, I think everybody uh, is interested in Mars and excited about learning more, and the prospect of possibly being able to send humans there in the future has really, I think, picked up scientific interest uh, in learning more about Mars. So. I think this is just, you know, these three different places wanting to have more of a presence on Mars, wanting to learn more about it. Um, and there will be information sharing, you know, uh, all these missions could help scientists all over the world learn more about Mars. So let me ask you this, is NASA's Perseverance rover and our mission, is that still the gold standard in space exploration? Um, I mean, this is probably the most sophisticated rover that ever landed on Mars. I mean, it definitely is, you know, um, this is its fifth rover on Mars. So this is kind of, uh, we'll see what happens with the, the Chinese rover. Um, that would be the first time that anyone has ever sent an orbiter, a lander, and a rover uh, if it successfully lands. That'll be a really big deal, and that'll be a really big technological advancement. So um, I don't know a lot of the details about how that works or what kind of instruments uh, the Chinese rover is carrying. But uh, we might have a little bit of arrival there. We'll see, uh, we'll see how the landing goes. 
Final question for you. We've seen NASA's private partnerships take center stage recently. Did this mission have a private component? Do you know? Um, you know, that's a great question. I think different little parts of the mission are often, uh, there's contractors, you know, private contractors that provide certain parts or the engines. Um, I don't know of anything on the rover itself that has a big uh, private partner role in it. This is this is a government mission, largely. Um, so yeah. future exploration of the moon and um, other things will have a, it looks like there's going to be an increasing commercial partner role. Right. This isn't Elon Musk's doing, sending Perseverance <laughs> to <laughs> No, <Mars>. not this one. <laughs> okay. Not Perseverance. He's doing no. a lot of other stuff, but, but not this just oh, yeah. yet. So you see the private yeah, sector, they're focused more on the moon right now, just getting into outer space and the moon. Yeah, the the moon stuff is going to be interesting uh, in the next few years. The plan uh, on NASA's part is to establish like a space station orbiting the moon, kind of like the one we have orbiting Earth, uh, so that we can set up a permanent human presence on the moon. Uh, and if we do that, you know, Mars is next, so... That's kind of the next big area of expansion for uh, for human exploration. Morgan McFall Johnson, science and space reporter for Insider, breaking down NASA's Perseverance rover and the mission on Mars. Morgan, thanks so much for the time and, and stepping us through all of that. It's really interesting stuff going on up there. Thank you, Ryan. So nice to be on the show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.